y'all. So welcome to the Oasis space where we disrupt your current chaos with curated peace. I am your host, Patrice Grimes, aka the Peace Curator. And I just want to start off by thanking you all for being a part of this podcast journey with me. I know there are several people that have asked me about this podcast when I initially posted it, about the idea of hosting a podcast. And I got so much great support and enthusiasm around the idea. I've had several people reach out asking for updates, etc. And I am so grateful for you all. And we made it, y'all. We finally made it to the inaugural episode. So shout out to all of you all for holding me accountable, asking me about the podcast, and a shout out to me for sticking with it. Honestly, <laughs> it's a lot of work. I'm gonna be all the way 100 with y'all. It is a lot, but I'm excited to do it. I'm excited to bring this content to you all and what we all learn together on this journey. So, you know, with that being said, I am going to put it out here that I am a peaceful disruptor. Okay. And yes, I realize this may sound crazy after I just introduced myself as known as the peace creator. And I also realize that peaceful disruptor, maybe an oxymoron, but I honestly feel like that's really what best describes me. As a peaceful disruptor, as a peace curator coach, and a podcast host, like my goal with this, these episodes, or really any way that you may engage with me is to disrupt your current or historical thought patterns, beliefs, or behaviors, and really challenge you to consider another perspective. Okay, I realize that disruption can feel inconvenient or even undesirable, but my intention with this disruption is to ultimately guide you towards a path of peace. Okay, like that is my ultimate desire. That is my ultimate goal for you all's life as we move throughout this journey and this process. So, you know, with that being said, in today's episode, I really just want to break down the undervalue of peace, and why you all should be striving to embody peace. I don't think it's talked about enough. I think people really disregard how important peace is. And, you know, not just in terms of war, but internal peace and how you operate and make decisions in your life, how it can show up in your finances, how it can show up in your relationships, how it can show up in your career, with your children, et cetera, right? There is a number of ways that embodying peace is beneficial for you. So, and the reason why I use embody peace instead of like obtain or acquire or any other word, right? Like when you obtain, that's something that I think can be gained and then lost later, right? It's dependent on certain circumstances or situations that may encounter or happen in your life. You can have peace for a short amount of time and then let you not be able to pay your rent that that month, right? Then that peace is quickly disturbed and you're trying to figure out what is going on. Your whole life is falling into shambles, what have you, right? And there are certain episodes and incidents in life that will disrupt your peace. But when you embody peace, that is when you become an expression of or are you given a tangible or visible form to an idea, quality, or feeling? And I really like definitions for that reason, because it really helps to define what that word is. And so, again, that's why I choose to use the word embody, because 
at the end of all of this, I want you all to be a living, breathing, walking definition of peace. When things and situations come up in your lives, I want you to be able to reflect a tangible example of what peace is and what how you resonate peace. And when people encounter you, I want them to feel a peace in your presence, right? Like that's how I try to operate in my life. Am I perfect? No, no, by no means of the imagination. But when people come in my presence, they do tend to have a form of peace or feel comfortable talking with me and sharing things about their life that they would not have otherwise felt comfortable sharing with people that they may have known for a super long time. Um, And so I want you guys, again, to, you know, really start embodying this peace, this idea or this feeling of peace, because a lot of times people really don't value something if it's intangible. If it's something they can't really see, if they can't feel it, if they can't touch it, it doesn't hold much, much weight. But when you start embodying peace, people can feel it. People can see the results. You look different. You show up differently. You glow differently. And, and they can see it. It comes out of your pores. It becomes a part of your DNA. And so that's a little, just a little spill. And I'm not even, you know, that's not even what my episode is about today. But I wanted you guys to understand why I use the word embody instead of just obtain or acquire or things like that. All right. So as we talk about the undervalue of peace and why you should really be striving to embody peace. I think the first way that we get into this is understanding the value of peace means understanding the opposite, right? Which is conflict. And I get it. A lot of people do not like to discuss conflict generally. It is a touchy subject. It is a subject that makes people uncomfortable, right? But it is important to talk about because it is something that happens it is a way of life. It is something that is going to occur in so, at some point in your life. And so let's just break down first that there are two really just major types of conflict. There's internal and external. When you think about internal, internal is when a person struggles with their own internal beliefs, feelings, thoughts, etc. Right? So as an example of an internal conflict, I will say when I was applying for jobs initially, or even when I was at my old employer, just feeling like, you know, you go through anyone I know that knows like my go-getter mentality people, right? Those high achieving people that are constantly going after the next thing, right? You get your degree, but then it's like, okay, I should probably go for my master's. Okay, great. I've got my master's. I should probably go for my doctorate. You know, you're constantly pushing yourself, right? So I had gotten to the place where I had gotten my master's degree in human resources. I was doing the work. I had worked in many areas of human resources by then. And I just didn't feel like I was seeing the 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 repercussions or the the actions, the rewards of the work that I was putting in. I didn't feel like I was being 100% valued at my organization at the time. And so, you know, when you are going through that process, you start to wonder um, and you have this internal struggle and this internal conflict within yourself and wonder, like, I've done all this work. I have all this knowledge. Why are people not utilizing me at my full capacity, right? And then that's when those negative thoughts start to come in as if, like, well, maybe I'm not good enough. Maybe I'm not smart as as smart as I thought I was, right? And especially, you know, someone like me that is was at a 
a really large organization, a very prominent organization that is known to have very smart people at the top of the top, you start to feel like a little fish in a big pond. And it's very easy for those negative thoughts to creep in like, okay, like I thought I was smart, but maybe I'm not as smart as I thought I was. And that's where their internal conflict comes up where you start to think, I thought I was worthy of this promotion, but maybe I'm not. Maybe I'm not deserving of this promotion. Maybe I'm not worthy of this position. Maybe this is actually not even the the type of work I'm supposed to be doing, right? And there's this internal struggle that you go through. That is this, that's where I, when I talk about that internal conflict, right? Whereas external can show up when a person struggles with someone or something beyond their control. This also can include struggling with environmental factors or even society, right? So arguing with your partner, being angry or frustrated with the pandemic, right? This is a big one. This is, you know, y'all, we've been doing this pandemic thing for a year now, which is still blows my mind because it's like, (laughs) I laugh with people all the time to, to even think about the fact that we've been doing this for a year, but it's like, this has been the longest, quickest year ever. (laughs) And I know that sounds ridiculous, but it's like to think about the fact that we've been doing this for a year, but the year has felt like it's gone by fast to some degree, which is crazy because for the most part, we've been locked up in the house, but nonetheless, right? We've been doing this for a year. And so in the same theme of job career-wise, Right. So I was on this mission where, okay, I, I kind of changed this mindset of what after I got up, out of the in, internal conflict that I was going through of, no, it's not me. I know that I'm smart. I know that I'm brilliant. I know what I'm called to do. I know that I have the qualifications and expertise. It's just that maybe this is no longer the organization for me. Maybe they can no longer serve me <laughs> versus me trying to serve them. Right. And so, I was presented with this wonderful opportunity externally, and that's how I landed at my current organization that I am with now, and it showed me, really affirmed that value that I was bringing. But which you know, like, you know, as I was looking for jobs, I was not looking for positions outside of the Washington, D.C. metro area. So I have other HR colleagues that I regularly associate with. And I had a colleague that had told me about this position with this company. It was in California. And I was like, oh, absolutely not. (laughs) And I mean, we'd had enough conversations by then for him to know that I was not really looking in other states. And he's like, I already know this, but I need you to talk to this person because I think it's going to be a great opportunity for you. And so I spoke to the manager and the process was so seamless the most seamless interview process that I'd ever been through in my life. But I had to be open to the idea, right? Just even going through the process, just being obedient to go through the process of this job hunt that would be potentially out of state, out of the Washington, D.C. area. And so I went through the process. And like I said, it was super seamless. And I'd gotten this, you know, message even from my my mom at the time to say, you know, I know God told me I've got to get out your way. And if this is God's will, like you're going to walk in your purpose in this job. And so what you guys know, right, I got the job. 
I was scheduled to relocate to LA for this position. And I got the offer right at the beginning of the pandemic. And this is when we thought this pandemic was going to be like a couple of months, right? (laughs) Silly us. My boss at the time was just like, oh yeah, like you're familiar, work remote. That's perfect. Just work remote for these couple of months. And then when it's safe to travel, you will relocate. And I was thinking like, okay, great. But I had done so much to mentally prepare to think about leaving my family at this time, leaving a place that I am most familiar with my entire life, not really having a bunch of support in this state, literally clear across the country, um, to now being like stalled for a minute. So it's like, okay, well, this is all right. This is okay. But As time went on, we realized it was getting worse and worse. And this two months is going to be way longer than two months, right? And so that's when the external conflict comes up because it's like, now I'm frustrated with this pandemic. How did this come about that this amazing opportunity that these people see my value, they see my worth, they know how, you know, what I'm bringing to the table and I'm supposed to relocate, but now I'm being literally restricted to where the entire world has shut down. And it was difficult, right? Because it was even hard to think about, you know, myself in that instance of, Patrice, you're upset about relocating for a job where there are people that are literally dying from this disease, right? And this is something that is beyond your control of a disease that is literally disrupting an entire nation. And that's where, again, this external conflict showed up of me being so upset and just kind of trying to figure out how all these pieces fit together. Why would I receive this opportunity if I wasn't able to take full opportunity of it? And obviously, again, this was something out of my control and I couldn't make any sense of it. I had concerns initially about will they even keep me on if I can't relocate? But I had to realize that the value that they saw in me had nothing to do with my location. It had to do with me as a person, right? It had to do with what I was bringing to the table, what I was able to do to serve that organization. No matter where I'm located, I'm able to do that. So I was able to quickly resolve that. But again, that is just an example of how you can be conflicted with something that is even beyond your control, not necessarily within you, but aside from you, outside of you, externally, being upset with a disease or pandemic that you just have questions about, right? You're wondering the whys. Why would this something like this happen? Why would something so deadly erupt in our country at a time like this? You know, you have so many questions that you're conflicted about. And so those are those two examples that I wanted to make sure people are clear about because I think a lot of times when people think about conflict or even conflict resolution, you immediately go to your job as far as like conflict resolution between two employees or a manager and subordinate types of things like that. And so I really wanted to make sure I'm clear and helping you understand the difference between the two and those two major forms of conflict and that it's not only external conflict or between you and your partner, things like that, it can be internal as well. So that's all that to say that everyone experiences conflict, okay? Every single person on this earth 
will experience some form of conflict, whether big or small, short or long term, you will experience conflict at some point in your life, okay, at various points in your life. And that's okay. It's absolutely okay. And I think you have to realize that and embrace it because so many people shy away from conflict and they are ashamed of conflict or even to talk about it. And it's one of those things that people go into hiding because it's uncomfortable. I don't, you know, people oftentimes don't want to tell someone that like when I, the example I use, I don't want to tell someone as I'm going through processes of not being promoted or, or not getting other jobs internally that I'm doubting myself for whatever reason, or I'm feeling a little bit unworthy because it kind of feels sometimes shameful. Like, are people going to judge me? Are people going to look at me differently? Or even if, if I'm having this experience, with my partner, right, where you're arguing with your partner, people don't really want to openly discuss that because it makes them feel like, well, are people going to look at me differently? Are they going to think something's wrong with me? Are they going to think something's wrong with my partner? Are they going to judge our relationship? Things like that. And so it's not a, a topic that people typically want to talk about, but there, and I think the reason why is because a lot of times people think they're the only ones going through those particular situations. And it's not true, right? It's oftentimes someone else has experienced it, is experiencing it currently, or will experience it in the future. So it's absolutely necessary and helpful to talk about it so that you can also get a different perspective, which is what I am challenging you all to do with these episodes, with the content that I'm putting out, because sometimes it's what you do with the conflict that can be problematic, right? It's it's how, what you're telling yourself when you finally come face to face with the conflict, it's those things you're telling yourself. It's the the things you are rehearsing in your mind that that really is what becomes problematic overall. And it's it's coming to the place of like, how can I reshape how I feel about this situation and apply it for my good. And so that's essentially what I had to do with the situation with my job, right? I had to determine, okay, yes, I went through a lot emotionally and psychologically preparing to leave my family and think about how this may affect my family, me not being there, not being able to care for my parents, you know, things like that that go through your mind. Like what is going to happen if I am not physically in this state any longer? Those are the things that I was mentally in turmoil about candidly. And when the situation with the pandemic happened and I realized, okay, well now I'm here and I'm stuck. It was a little bit then of disappointment. Well, it's like, Well, I was also thinking, okay, well, maybe my purpose lied in LA. So what does that mean to my purpose if I'm not going to be relocating, right? But I had to reshape how I felt about the situation again and realize that this is a good thing. This can work for my good. Now I have the opportunity to work wherever I choose, I am still able to make connections with employees. I'm still able to make connections with my team. I'm more intentional about it. 
I am more dedicated to make those connections and to show up authentically every day. But it's just how I reshape it to make it for my good that even though this situation is occurring, how can I reshape how I feel about this situation and make it apply for my good? And that's how we have to start thinking about it, right? And so as we, you know, think through these areas of conflict and how I want you all to come out on the other side with embodying peace is, you know, ultimately the goal with embodying peace is because it really helps unlock doors of opportunity. Okay. And that's intangible and tangible rewards. And I spoke about this a little bit earlier where most times people aren't really ecstatic or excited about things unless they're seeing something tangible, right? So I remember even most recently posting about how I was able to eliminate over $20,000 of debt under a year for in my credit card debt. And that's phenomenal. And I'm super proud of myself and I'm, you know, grateful to God and and all of that. And I got so many responses from that. But if I was to say something about how I feel great internally or how, you know, I feel such a peace within myself, those are the things that you're, you that don't receive as much engagement because people aren't able to see tangible results of that all the time. And so I think it's important because, you know, people equate finances to being sometimes like the end all be all, like the ultimate reward. And it's great. Financial freedom is absolutely awesome. But realizing that peace is also attached to that, right? Like there are steps that you have to identify to to even reaching that financial freedom. It wasn't just about me paying off credit cards and discipline and things like that. There were things I had to do to really embody peace to even go through the process of being diligent and obedient to pay off those credit cards. And so again, it really helps once you embody that piece, it really helps you to unlock these doors of opportunities in your career, in your finances, helps you to sustain healthy relationships. You come across more confident there are, there's a wealth of different things that you experience as you begin to embody peace. And that is something that I absolutely 100% want for you all. And so I don't want to keep you here too long. Again, I know this is our inaugural episode and I'm so excited that you're here with me. I certainly do not take it for granted and I am Super honored that you would spend this time with me. So I hope it's been helpful for you. If it has, stick around just for a couple more minutes. I have just some closing remarks for you. Don't go nowhere, okay? All right, my fellow Peace Pursuits. So if you have stuck around this long, I will take it to mean that you enjoyed what you heard. You found something to be beneficial, which is awesome. I'm excited to hear that. And uh, I would hope then if you found it to be beneficial, share this with someone that you find may, you know, that may also find this to be beneficial, right? Because sharing is caring, (laughs) okay? Like I think that's something we learned in as we were growing up and, you know, it is so important to share the wealth of knowledge 
when we obtain it, okay? Because it's no need in hoarding it all for ourselves. It's plenty of knowledge to go around for everyone. And so again, share it, rate and review this if you enjoyed it. And also subscribe. Okay, so that way you'll be notified of any weekly content that I put out. And I also like to just leave people with something to think about as they're leaving the environment. And what I want you all to think about based off of the topic we discussed today is what type of conflict may you struggle with the most, right? Is it internal where you may struggle with the thoughts, uh, ideas, or beliefs, perspectives internally within yourself? Or do you tend to struggle more externally, right? Like you may get into more conflict with uh, your partner or your bosses, siblings, family members, things like that, or environmental factors where you just can't figure out, like, again, we talked about the pandemic and how it is totally uh, uprooted all of our lives this year. You know, are you one of those people that just cannot come to grips with understanding the conflict that societal and environmental factors bring? So I want you to think about those. And you have a few ways that you can respond to me once you identify your answer. You can drop it in my comments on Instagram or you can slide in my DMs because, again, I know we spoke about how everyone experiences conflict, but there may still be some um, embarrassment or shame attached to, or just some people are just a little more private and they don't want to, you know, put their, what they're feeling publicly on, on the comments. And so that's totally fine. Slide in my DMs. I just want to know your thoughts. Like, I just want to know the feedback and, and, and get to know you a little better and maybe what your challenges are as, so we can talk through it and, and work. But there's another way that you can also engage with me. If you are someone that you realize that, hey, Patrice, There is strength and vulnerability, but realizing there's also strength and community. I would love to invite you to join my Peace Pursuits community, Facebook community. We are a safe space where we will likely talk about podcast episodes and any other things that may just come up throughout the week where people may identify conflicts showing up in their life. And you will have this community to Talk, talk it out where you will have someone that's able to say, I've been there, I've done that, I'm experiencing it now, or I've been there, I've done that, here's what we, we can do, I can hold you accountable. You know, we oftentimes just need someone to walk alongside us to help us get through it so we know, again, that we're not alone. And so I would employ you all to check that out as well. Again, that is our Peace Pursuits Facebook community. I would love to see you over there and just get to know you a little bit better as well if that is of interest to you. But until next time, guys, I want you all to live your best life and embody peace without ever compromising your authentic identity. Love and light. Thank you.